square fielder. He's gone to the dogs. Welcome, friends, to the Gone to the Dogs podcast. This is your host, Steve Fielder, coming at you one more time through the miracle of Al Gore's internet. And man, do we have a nice uh, program for you today. I was able to catch up with the guy that I've been trying to pin down for a while, but he moves so fast and covers so much ground, it's kind of hard to get him nailed down. But I'm really happy uh, today to be uh talking uh, by telephone, and he happens to be mobile, so if you hear a little noise in the background, uh, that's okay. Uh, uh, You're going to enjoy this conversation a lot. Got the one and only Mr. John Strickland on the phone. How you doing, John? Hey, Mr. Fielder. How you doing, buddy? Brother, I couldn't be any better. You know, for an old man, I'm still plugging right along, but uh, hey, I, I... I think I mentioned to you before that you're an inspiration to me to keep going because I I know you're a much, much younger man than I am, but you got a lot of energy, a lot uh, for a man your age. I don't know exactly how old you are, John, you might not want to say, but, but anyway, I watch you on these videos. And uh, in fact, just this last weekend with the truck hunt out and Claremore, Oklahoma, and I said, how does that man do all that walking? (laughs) (laughs) How old are you now, Steve? I am 76, John. Wow, I thought you were in the mid-60s. It's unbelievable. Oh, well, you're you're very, very kind. (laughs) I I turned 54 uh, February 15th. I just turned 54. I gotcha. Uh, so, see, I just look old. I'm not as old as you thought I was. Well, 54. Well, you know, when uh, some of these kennel clubs started their veterans program for 55 and over, why well, you'd wear those old men out. <laughs> I I'm not home with them jokers. They, too, they got too much knowledge stored up there. They The, the old ones, they're the biggest crooks is out there. Well, listen, joking. we used to <laughs> say a veterans cast, we need to put a deputy sheriff on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, those guys have been around the block three or four times. Oh, so I, yeah. I'll just I'll keep up with these young guys just as long as I can keep up. So you know, I, I'm seem to be doing good so far. I, I'm not having a big problem keeping up, and uh, I guess I'll just stick with them versus the, the older guys. You know. Well, I understand. It's got to be a lot more fun, and and uh, that's where the action is, man. That seems to to be where I find you these days. John, just to do a little bit of memory uh, back along memory lane, when was it that you and I first met? Was it when I came to PKC or did I know you and talk to you? I knew you were hunting a blue tick back in those days. Yeah. Did you go, you were UKC and then PKC and then AKC. Is that how? The yeah, that's went? how it went. I, I was with UKC okay. the longest. Uh, okay. We had, we actually met about, I would say, within a year of going from UKC to PKC. When I first met you, you were with UKC. Okay. And uh, I was hunting a blue dog named Wolf Creek Knothead. Right. And I hunted him in the in the Grand American. Right. And um, that's when we had met. And I was one of the, I don't know, I one night I had a big score and you was – like, man, I didn't know there was a blue dog that could do that anymore, you know. And <laughs> I remember that conversation. That was a pretty good old dog, though. That, that I know. I remember Knothead. I remember you hunting him. And that, mm-hmm. some of you guys down in that 
country hunting those blue dogs. Rocky Wilkes was the guy that hunted the blue dog. Yeah, Rock, Rocky. You know, me and him hunted together pretty much every night, and uh, yeah. he hunted. He hunted that stealth and Fido. Yeah, Fido. Fido. Was, yeah. Um, yeah, he hunted him and did real well, and should have probably should have won the UKC World Hunt with him. And I think he he got a bad break on a den or something, and he didn't. And and uh, mm. then so that that. Uh, knothead dog would went back to Fido. They were half brothers and the same bloodline. And then he, gotcha. he he got the little stealth dog and stealth. Me and him were hunting stealth at Sunbury, Georgia, one night. And he climbed a tree and fell out, and that was the end of mm. end of stealth. But yeah, so he had Rocky Wilkes and Richie McDonald, myself, and you know there was oh, yeah. that good. Richie Ed yeah. Altman, they call him Pig Eye. He, oh yeah, you know, he he had a blue dog at the time. Well, you know, as I'm thinking here while you're talking, those blue dogs have kind of entered into the picture a little bit with you. Uh, I remember, of course, everybody knows your, your connection with uh, big country. and But right. back in the day when Bad Habit was uh, all, as we say, all that in a bag of chips, Cliff Day bred a blue tick female to him. No, Wasn't no, it? we bought, we bought, uh, that little female's name was fly. And she was, a she was about the only, at the time I had not had, and he was at that time, like the only platinum champion blue dog or gold champion, right. one or the two. Right. And then he had the only platinum or gold champion female that was, could be bought. that could be bred. Rich McDonald had a little bit, but I don't know if she could be bred at that time or not. But yeah, I remember. So Fly was it. So me and myself and Tim Kramer bought Fly to breed the Knothead, and the Knothead died. So we said, "Hey, we're going to breed her to Bad Habit." And everybody's like, "What are y'all doing?" And out of that litter came, oh my gosh, uh, Flying Man. And, and okay, uh, I was thinking that came out. Of, I was wrong on that. Then I was thinking that came out of the the female that Cliff Day had, but it's. It wasn't. No, nope. huh? no, it, it was Cliff Days. Me and Kramer went and bought okay. the female from Cliff. All right. Yeah, we yeah we bought her from Cliff and uh, uh, come back with intentions, like I said, to, to breed her to not hit, not hit died. So we, we ended up, um, we hunted her. That was a pretty good female. Hmm. We hunted her and then we bred her to, to habit. And out of them came, uh, gosh, if we had Kramer on here, he'd be spitting names off left and right. But <laughs> oh, Flying yeah. Man was the one I got second to Super States with. That was a crossbred off a of habit and and uh, Fly. You know, that's why his name mm. was Flying Man. And then there was three more. Uh, there was seven in that litter, and like five of them became silver or gold champions. Right. Um, it was a tremendous cross. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. That was and, a real... And that's kind of... Steve, that's kind of where Sambo and, and mm. them dogs, you know, not directly, but that's kind of where they come from too, is that, that back, that same cross kept on going and sure. that's where they come from. Well, you know, I'm right, reminded of the dogs out there that uh, in Iowa, the crossbred dogs, you know, that have kind of been in the news a lot down through the last few years, uh, Myers out yeah. there and, and, um, those guys but that litter there really did make coon dog news there's no question about it and yeah uh, that was a real tragedy losing habit uh 
you know, I've had Jeff on the on the podcast, and we talked about that and about the night he was hunting habit when he, you know, when he got killed and and all that. But uh, wow, well, yes. there's so many yeah. questions. I I'm going to ask you a little question here. It has nothing to do with what we're doing, but I tried to get a hold of Kramer and ask him. Lloyd C. Uh, Morris had a dog named Tyson. Yep. Do you remember that dog? I do. I do, do you remember what he was out of? I thought that dog was wipeout bred dog. Well, I did too, and that's what, a guy, one of the listeners, contacted me and asked me if I knew who it was, and I thought about, well, I'll I'll get a hold of Kramer. And I, I didn't make the connection with him. I sent him a message, but oh well. Well, that's not what we wanted to talk about. But yeah, I think, I think I agree with you. I think he was a wipeout bred dog. Probably was, maybe out of koi, maybe. I, I think that dog was out of koi. I, yeah. I believe he was out of koi. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, let's see. I don't know where I am. I've got so many things running through my head here. That so glad to have caught up with you. Um, you know. I, you and I talked, uh, you and I and uh, and uh, your partner down there, Mr. Oxendine, had a great visit with him this year at the Grand American, he and his dad, and uh, that was just a real pleasure. And, uh, of course, the big country dog has been big, big news. Uh, wh- what's going on with country? Uh, he's there at Ashley's. He's uh, 10, coming 11. Uh Looks like he's four years old. He's retired. He's just a stud dog. Yeah. He actually is uh, leading the Super Stakes uh, Sire of the Year for his year uh, right now. He's he's ahead of Bushwhacker by I don't know, probably close to two thousand awesome. dollars. Actually, awesome. So, I yeah, remember it's been a long time. Since, yeah, it's been a long time since a blue dog, if ever, has that led is. the Super Stakes sires. You know. That's for sure. Well, I, you know, I I have a lot of memories, a lot of stories. <laughs> I was at uh, at uh, John Kyle State Park there outside of Batesville, Mississippi, a few years ago, and Chris Powell uh, from Indiana, who has the Houndsman XP podcast, he and I started that one a, a few years ago, and he comes down there with this good-looking blue dog. And, of course, uh, Donnie, uh, was a friend of his neighbor there, yeah. and uh, that was the first time I laid eyes on on country, and had him tied up there at the cabin. And uh, I said, "Man, that's a good looking sucker. He got some legs under him. Looks like he can move." And and then later on, I was able to go hunting with those guys and with country. And I remember the first time I heard him come on a tree, he ran a track back toward us, and he must have been only about 100 yards away. And he located, and I thought it was a freight train. <laughs> but uh, that's yes. a great hound right there, man. I mean, what a dog. Yeah, yeah that, the first time uh, I ever heard him go, um, I actually owned half of him before I ever heard him, before I ever laid eyes on him, actually. And uh, Jeff come down, Rick he hunted with Steve Burkhardt with him a bunch. And and we turn him loose, and that dude just makes about three big old ground barks that comes unglued. I mean, just the way you want to hear one. And I looked at Jeff. I said, I can tell you one thing. I don't know what he's got, but I'm happy. Because, boy, if <laughs> if I got that to look forward to hearing every night, I, I mean, it's I'm excited. Ain't it the and truth? Jeff's so, 
<laughs> yeah, Jeff said, I'll bet you a hundred he's got a coon. I've never seen him make a tree he didn't have a coon. And I'm like, no, I ain't betting you, but I'll tell you what I'm going to say. We went down and he was on a gut slick. <laughs> <laughs> That'd been an easy hundred, huh? Yeah. Yeah, easy hundred. Jeff said, What you smile about? I'm like, I know he don't make many of them. I promise you, I can listen to that all night. He just had an incredible oh, mouth. Yeah. Well, I think that a coon hunter, a true coon hunter, down to the bone, as you are, uh, you know, that's what we live for, the, the the sound of the hounds, you know, and that those good dogs with good mouth. I don't, have you ever walked up to a tree that you wasn't excited to walk up to? I mean, well, I know that you might have been. <laughs> uh, some trees, maybe you wished you hadn't treed or whatever, but it, do you still get that excitement when you run, walk up to a tree? I do, Steve. I really do. But, yeah, I've been in several hunts that it, they walking in, I'd look, and I wasn't really excited walking, seeing oh, it. But I, I first got there. Yeah. <laughs> I promise oh. you, I'm like, oh, man, we went to hero to zero real quick, <laughs> about two seconds, you know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, there's always that because, you know, you're riding, as you, you said, from hero to zero, we used to say from the penthouse to the outhouse. <laughs> yeah, about 2.3 seconds. You can go from, from big to little real quick in this uh, game. That's for sure. Well, okay, let's talk about You've been making a lot of noise here in this pro sport organization here this this last couple of years or so. And, uh, and oh, what, uh, tell me about that. What, how, how you been? Man, I, I just like it, Steve. It's, uh, you know, there's some, some differences. Uh, number one, uh, you got a, a three-minute tree roll. Uh, number two, and the, the most important, I think, and, it, and it's hard. You talk about getting old. It's hard to do. And it's even harder the older you get. But that is a cast staying together. Um, yeah. You know, when that cast stays together, man, it takes so much. Uh, it just changes the game so much. There, there's, you know, you everybody sees everything. And the, the questions aren't as likely to come up. And, and yeah. there's no, no shadow of a, you know, there's no. Um, doubt, no shadow of a doubt, what tree that dog was on, and mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. you know, I mean, face it, face it, when you when you're out there hunting for twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars in a one night deal, and you walk in there by yourself, and your dog's over here on a on a tree big around your arm, and it's broke off, but the coon is fifteen foot over there looking at you in a different tree, and the yeah. dog's winning it, but his feet's on this tree. I mean. That's a that's a big temptation. You know? Oh and, yeah, and, it is. And I'm not saying that happens all the time, but there's a lot of stuff yeah. happens. Dog meat off oh, the tree. Oh yeah, we dog, know that. Dog off, yeah, dog off the tree getting water. I mean, there's so many more things, and and that that's yeah. a big that's a big leap in the in the coon hunting world. I think oh. uh, with that particular organization, I'm I'm not telling you that all organizations should do all hunts like that. I don't feel that way, but I do feel that when you get up to that certain dollar amount mm-hmm. in any organization, when you're hunting for that amount of money, yeah. that you got to have more control, more control than just yeah. sending a man a mile across there by himself yeah. to his dog. Um, yeah. And the easiest, what, you know, the easiest way to control that is a cast stay together versus having a, a 
another man have to go with every single person. Heck, we've got enough people out there anyway sure. as it is. A- absolutely. Well, as, as I watched the uh, – and I thought Josh and uh, Joy is doing a good job with covering these Final Fours on these truck hunts and so forth, and it's great. I, I, I sit and, you know, play armchair quarterback – and I try to be positive and not, you know, throw shade on anybody that's out there trying to do right. But I thought if I had any word for Josh, I'd say, man, we spend all this time watching these Cooners' backsides walk, 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 walk. Right. I get tired right. of so much walking, and but but that's fine. That's part of it. But then when they get he gets to the tree, he just flashes the light up there and says, "Yeah, he's got him." And then let's go. No, no, no. Slow it down a little bit right there. <laughs> Let me see that yeah. dog on the tree. Let me see that coon. I've sat here, you know, in the in the armchair. Staying awake, you know, and all. But anyway, that's not a criticism. I'm just, that's just a personal thing for me. But but I wish they would just kind of. I know that times of the essence, you don't want to waste time. But right. still, you know, take a little more time to show us how that dog looks on the tree and show us that coon. You know, that would be the only thing I'd suggest. You know, Steve, I, me and. Uh, I, I think Judas or a couple guys is talking just yeah. on the way home uh, from Oklahoma. And what would make that better is I, I think UKC has done a tremendous job with you guys, Steve and yourself or whoever has been back at the, you know, at the grounds uh-huh. and they go from the woods and then they go back to the grounds. They go to the woods, go back to the grounds. And I always thought that I thought, man, if maybe you can't do that, but when you went from the woods to the grounds, Instead of that camera just following the backs of people, like yeah. you said, mm-hmm. if you go to the to the grounds and those guys, if you had people knowledgeable what's going on, could explain it and say, Hey, yeah. if mm-hmm. Steve's got a circle and Mabel's got a Yeah, I can kinda... like y'all do. Yeah, I'm going to have to ask you to repeat that, John, because we, we had a skip there. I think we got in a bad place a little bit. Right. What I was saying is if, if there was a way that, you know, like y'all transferred the, the live feed from the woods back to the ground, from right. the woods back to the ground, and if there was a way that, that could be done to where mm-hmm. during that walking time versus like Josh, for example, walking behind the handlers, that it went to the to the desk back at, yeah. back yeah. at the headquarters yeah. or hunt site, then they could explain, hey, if lady's got a coon and Mabel's got a circle this happens or, or right. ladies got a den and Mabel's got a coon. This happens. And there's yeah. a lot more oh, breakdown yeah. and explanation, but if you couldn't go back and forth, what would be wrong with like Josh Michaelis? I love him to death. I think he does a, the best job he, with the camera that I've seen so far, yeah. but it's commentating. Josh is a little dry, you know? Yeah, yeah. So if you had somebody walking along, maybe not carrying the camera, and I'm mm-hmm. not saying Maynard, for example, but Maynard or, or yeah. Ashley Guthrie did a good job at that at one time. Exactly. There's somebody they out did. there with a little more, a uh, little more bull, maybe in their attitude. <laughs> yeah. uh, Josh is Josh is serious. A little more gift of gab type. I hear what you're saying. Well, you yeah, know, having had him walking along. Yeah. Having been invited to work that first tournament of champions, and it was an honor, and I really enjoyed that. But those guys, they go the extra mile. They've kind of, you know, the, the uh, Shannon, I believe, not, I, I'm going to 
get busted for this because I can't remember the lady's name now, but they hired a media director at UKC. And, and, you know, she had worked in TV before her dad was this Jerry McInnes that had uh, a TV show called the fishing hole on ESPN and all. And, and so a lot of TV background and all there. And so they had that thing. It was just like a studio. It's just like, uh, you know, the trailer at the Super Bowl. you know, where all the, uh, and, and so, uh, you know, they kind of, this effort through pro sports is not quite to that level yet, but maybe if it continues to grow and, and all that, that you know, they can, can do what you're suggesting because it would make it a lot more interesting for sure. Yeah. 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 And if you had somebody that actually knew the guys that were hunting, um, you could take somebody like a Josh that's on serious mode and take someone that's always cutting up And they could be saying, hey, I know how Weed thinks, and Weed's not going for second. He would rather have fourth than he would second. So he's going to go for first, and he's going to do this. And then when he gets there and he doesn't do it, then this serious guy can say, hey, you was wrong there, bud. You know, just make (laughs) it more fun. Yeah. It's Uh, kind of more of a – Yeah. Kind of a more Terry Bradshaw and those guys attitude. Yeah. You know, they always picking and ribbing each other. And the old days of Dandy Don Meredith and Howard Cosell and those guys, you know, that I, I grew up with and all that back and forth. I get you. I get you, John. I, for, I sure do. I always enjoyed always at, around the hunts to get together with you and Jeff Rickliff and those guys and just the conversation. I know you like to have fun and, and that would, uh, yeah, that would definitely pick it up, but we are thankful for what they're doing right now. That's for sure. And, uh, yeah, uh, those, those guys are, are really taking the, the, I'm not going to say to another level because there's some other people doing some good stuff. I think oh, yeah. Gene Rich is just unbelievable. Him and, and Trevor have done an incredible job they, and they're growing. I they mean, they're gaining done. and they're yes, growing. Exactly. Uh, you know, but I, I think Greg and them, you know, and Scott and Levi and what a pro sport, they're they're taking it to a next level also. You know, they're they're oh, gaining yeah. some ground there. Um, oh, they, for sure. They made it, they put the, the P back in professional. You know, mm. they mm. they've got if you watch that, they they've got the cast together, you know, nobody leaves the cast to go to a dog batter, nobody, you know. Well, there was kind of an amazing story, and I want to talk to you about this cast this last weekend because, man, that that was a, really a good cast. And I mean, you had some of the best handlers in the in the game there. I was really impressed with the young man there from Missouri. I believe he's from Missouri or Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, Missouri. Yeah, and, and I did notice at one point there when his dog was treated, he asked if he could take the backup handler and go to the tree and <laughs> yeah and of course scott i think was uh you know very professional said uh you know no we all got to go to this tree but uh that it's a learning curve with all the other uh, all the different rules and you know i get confused now as i try to m- remember back because i worked with all those i didn't work with pro sport rules but i worked with you know pkc ukc and akc and and so they kind of intertwine and overlap and, and, you know, but, uh, 
But that that was really cool. Well, tell me now, Randy Smith and I are, are good friends. We have been since back in 2016 when he won the world hunt with his Sioux female. And uh, anyway, so Randy and I talk quite often. In fact, I'll be going up to Randy's here uh, just later this month. But uh, he told me a while back uh, that he was going to, you and him were going to kind of go in partnership. Uh, right. And uh, he was real excited about that. And he was excited to know that, that his dogs were going to get maybe uh seen a little more on the major stage and all. What about that? You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, you know, um, so uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. You know, everybody was can in a, kind of go back to back up just a second. Everybody yeah. was congratulating myself or, or Judas. Judas put on Facebook a deal about I've won three trucks in 18 months with three different dogs and the goat and, you know, all this. You just blow it on me. Just, just, we're buddies. And I mean, yes, he does work for me. And, but he just, he it amazes him. He walks along his cast and he's always coming back. So, man, it amazes me how you can, you, you, you know, what to pick in these dogs that win and, and what the just, it's like natural instincts to you. And I'm like, well, you just think natural. I've been doing this since I was 11 years old, you know? So, I mean, <laughs> I, I've been doing a long time. Surely I've learned a little something, but anyway, in that post, there was four or 500 people commenting. I didn't put the post on there. Judas did. And I didn't make a comment because I was so tired to be honest with oh, you. I made that for, it took two days to recuperate, but some people were like, you know, not, not a little upset or agitated because we didn't give Austin Ewing, the young man that hunted oh, that dog before mm. me, you know, maybe we didn't mention his name or they didn't mention his name. And, and, uh, I saw, I saw the thread and I think you guys handled that very well. Yeah. yeah Judas did. actually didn't even know who Austin Judas didn't have the background. He just knew sure. what he knew. He's sure. known in the last three months, but to back up your question. So <clears throat> I drew Austin, uh, with that little dog, myself, uh, I just want a truck. Michael Ward had just want a truck. And then I did that hunt with Norm Starlin. He, he kept picking <laughs> on old John Steber, you know, and I told Norm, Hey, I don't, my blue dog's retired, but I got a Walker dog here that's been in the pen with him. So surely he's got blue light qualities. I'll hunt you for five grand. And you know how that ended up. I ended up oh, taking yeah. the money from, from Norm. Well, then we go to the Ohio truck hunt up there stretches and in and we draw out me myself and michael ward and norm and we draw this young man hunting a female named lady that nobody knows anything about right and i told ward on the way to the woods i'm like they all saying john and ward and norm and all this the one they better worry about is that little female with that kid hunter you know and <laughs> i say kid he's not a kid he's a teenager but to me, he's, he's, yeah. he was a kid yeah. because he's a lot younger. <laughs> so if you're below 30, you're a kid now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're you're a kid. You're a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we go out there, and within the first four minutes of turn loose, she's 100 to 100, 60 yards from us, left-handed on a coon. And it ended up uh, Ward had a chance to beat her. He gets cut back loose. Mine, mine treated coon and just got on in there. And mine was so far, there was no reason in walking everybody in there because the hunt would have been over. So I just let Ward and, and Norm withdrew. So I just let Ward and, and Austin kind of battle it out versus messing their hunt up. 
and Korean and going to me and in the hunt deal where I just said, Hey, I'm going to let y'all battle it out in the, and Austin ended up beating us all, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's the first time I'd seen that female go. And, and I knew Randy from around the hunts and Jeff Rickliffe, uh, you know, knows him and, and, and uh, right. Greg Dunlop, his buddies with him. So oh, I kind of yeah. knew him, but sure. not know him, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So then, uh, fast forward, um, gosh, a year later, maybe. Um, and I told a couple of people, Hey, that's a nice female. So fast forward a year and, um, I draw this early in the Ohio tro- hunt, pro truck hunt again, a year later, I'm hunting page. I was hunting Apollo the first time and I draw and I get to look at the car and I'm like, that's that same female with that son, young man hunting that I'd got beat by <laughs> last year. So I'm like, man, so we go out there and and she does it again. I mean, she beats us again. She beat me that night on tiebreaker. And, uh, yeah. um, and my dog, I was hunting Paige, and, and mine looked really good. But still, she beat us again. And I go out there and, and hunt late, and I get mine in. So when I walked in the club, the top 16, there was myself and Judas there. We were both in. And uh, Warden Weeds, like, Ward said, I got cast two, and Ward Weed said, I got cast four. In other words, you don't want two and four. We're buddies. And I'm like, I don't give a darn what y'all got. There's only one dog I don't want, and that's that little female, you know, that Austin <laughs> Ewan's hunting. And I reached down and flip a card over, and uh, sure enough, it was Austin. I drew Austin. <laughs> so I go back out there. uh in the in the semifinal round on Saturday, and and I end up beating her. She uh, she she did a good job. Uh, she she treated coon, and in pro sport, unlike some of the other registries, it's very 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 important. You the first one to get treated and scored and get back off the leash. Yeah, because there's no you know there's no leash lock. So if you can get off the leash, that really gives you and. And uh, Austin didn't do that. He let her sit there and tree, and uh, he was a little slow on the call, and everybody gets treated ahead of him in four different locations, <clears throat> and it's hot. So the lady breaks down and and uh, goes off the tree. After having stayed treated for an hour, she wasn't in the best of shape. And Austin had said, hey, I'm in college now, and man, it's tougher, and you know, I hadn't been able to hunt her like I, I was, and, and he's fat, and it's my fault. So he owned up for it. He understood it. You know, and he gets it. And anyway, so long story short, uh, I beat her. And we, we had a, I don't know, a minute and 45 seconds left in the hunt. And I walked out there and, and cut. And uh, the, the buzzer goes off. And exactly, because my watch starts over. When the buzzer goes off, my watch automatically starts back over. Right. So the buzzer goes off in 22 seconds after the buzzer goes off. Lady comes treat again about 300 from us. And I said, I'm walking in there with you all. And I want to see if she got a coon. Because she had a coon 22 seconds early. I'm beating again by her. And when she had a double. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? He trees are faster. He beats me. And I'm hunting a good dog. I won. Hell, since April 29th, Paige has won $96,000 or $7,000. I mean, it ain't like I was on a goal. Exactly. And uh, so 
I'm in and end up, I think, second or third. I don't remember. Second, I think, in that in that hunt. And a little fire female won it. Well, I tell Greg Maynard, he was looking for a dog. And I tell Greg, I said, listen, Greg, I'm telling you, if you want a dog that can win, and I don't want you to have her, somebody needs to be calling Randy Smith. And uh, I said, Austin just told me that he had to go back to college. He wasn't going to be able to hunt and so forth. And somebody needs a buyer. So I think Greg called him and basically said, no, money can't buy her. No money can buy her. And then uh, another man called her and he said, no money can buy her. (laughs) And then he calls me and he says, and you know, Randy's, Randy's from Pennsylvania. (laughs) And so you Yankee guys, when y'all speak, it sometimes gets taken a little differently, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So Randy calls and says, Strickland. I said, yes, he's a Randy Smith. I said, Hey Randy. He said, if you will, how about quit quit telling anyone about my dog? And I'm like, (laughs) excuse me. And he said, quit. I don't want to sell her for no money. Because I wouldn't take a hundred thousand dollars for her. I raised her and I trained her. I bred them and all that. He goes, but and I appreciate that you you think the world of her, but don't tell nobody about her because I'm tired of telling people that I won't sell her. And uh, <laughs> anyway, I said, well, I think you got a real winner. He goes, but I tell you what, I would do. I said, what's that? He said, I would give you half of her. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> because I give you half. My brain is thinking, here's a man called to kind of thrash me for trying to put his dog out there for sale. And, and now he's trying to give me half of her. He's kind of got me confused. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm interested. Tell me. <laughs> and he said he lived in, he explained he lived in Pennsylvania. And that was a hard place to promote a dog out of because very little coon, very little hunts. So he had to drive, gosh, 20 hours, kind of like I was when I was in Georgia, you had to drive so yeah. far to a hunt, yeah. you know, and, and I understood that part of it. And he basically said, Hey, if you'll promote her, you come up with a way that we can join a new promoter. I, I believe it'd be a big thing. So we ended up coming up, striking a deal. And uh, yeah. I said, Well, Austin wants the 100 world hunt, I assume. And he said, Yeah. I said, Okay. So so I said, Well, let Austin hunt world hunt. And when, when the world hunt's over, I'll take her home. So I brought her home from the PKC World Hunt, and, and uh, I took her to the vet immediately, and there was just a few minor issues, uh, Alicia, and just a few little things. And I don't think the dog feed that they were feeding was was jiving with her. And we switched her feed and you know did a little tweaking, and and uh, I started pleasure hunting her. And then, boy, you could tell Austin what hunting her because for 20 nights – she didn't even want to go hunting for me. She'd look at me mm. and had a walk off. And but I had that kind, you know, Jenny was that way. Not here was that way. And so I dealt with that before I'd done seen. And so I said, well, old girl, I guess you're going to be a little longer than, than just 10 nights here. So I started running her on the treadmill every day and spending time with her and, and hunting her. And, and uh, you know, just Suzanne would go down there and Brooklyn go down there and love on her all the time. Brooklyn, our daughter, go down and get in the dog house with her and hang out. I'm like, how is she in the dog house with Lady? Well, she likes Lady, you know. And so everybody was wondering, 
you know, I'm hunting page. I'm steady winning. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to jump in there right there. I was scratching my head, you know. Of course, I, Randy told me that he, you know, it, what had transpired. He didn't tell me all the details. But I'm thinking, John's got Paige, and she's on fire. Mm-hmm. You know, what's he, mm-hmm. what's he wanting mm-hmm. with this lady female? Well, you know, when you see Michael Jordan and you're looking for to put a basketball team together and you see Michael Jordan out there, it's pretty easy to know you need Michael Jordan, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> I got you, you know, even though you got Kobe, you need Michael yeah. there, too, you know. Or, well, I got my lady's story, and I'll throw it out there and take me two seconds. I saw her tree two doubles on a bad, windy night, go 400 and some each time, and she was mm-hmm. eight months old. Eight yeah. months old. Yeah, I, I saw that. With my own eyes sitting in Randy's uh, side by side. Yep. Watching her on the drive t- track, how she hunted. Yeah. Well, I told Randy when we did it, I said, Randy, I'm just going to tell you, I've got a dog that's on fire right now. She's as good as anybody else owns that can put a leash in. And I said, I'm not going to put her on the back burner. But, lady's younger. I am going to hunt her. I am going to hunt her in some hunts. And I said, we will be successful. But I don't want you to get frustrated if our success mm-hmm. don't come in two weeks or a month, you know, right. because there's a – I will not hunt one, Steve. I will not take one to a hunt. I don't care if it's a $30 hunt until I feel you've got to beat her. I mean, you've yeah. got to beat this dog. They're not at that uh, right. place in my mind. I'm not taking them. And so I'm hunting this dog, and and uh, I, I carried her to – I forget where I carried her to. I took Paige and her together, and I hunted Paige the first night round, and I hunted her late, and she didn't look very good. She hadn't flipped that switch for me yet, and then, you know, I kept hunting her and, and went in with Paige. And then uh, at the truck hunt um, that we won with Paige, um, you know, I took and, and I hunted her early, and Jeff hunted Paige early, and he got – Page in, and I hunted her early and late, lady, and got beat both rounds. She didn't look good at all. And then I took Paige over and went on the wind of truck. Uh, not that I was superior to Jeff, but heck, I've been hunting her. For, I knew every bark Paige made, and Jeff had only hunted with her one night. Right. You know, right. so so I took her over and, and won the truck. And then, so during this time, all these people's like, yeah, what's going on with that lady female? You know, she ain't panning out. I'm like, y'all don't worry about that lady female. It'll all be good. Well, then about uh, the first of, well, the first of January, somewhere around there, it's like a switch flip. It was a different animal all the way around. And I knew it. And I didn't say anything to anybody. So she come in heat. And I let her, and I was steady treadmilling her and, you know, hunting her some in safe places with her in heat. And I, uh, I, I, I took her, I left Paige at home and I said, Hey, I'm going to Newton and it's going to be all lady. And, uh, you know, I, <clears throat> well, let me back up the week before that Judas Boland had come down and hunted, brought Apollo and we left lady in the pen. We hunted Paige and Apollo and we hunted a river shore. And I think Paige treed three within a mile and, three quarters of a river shore and Apollo treed one together. They were cut at the same time and Apollo treed one down through there and page treed three. We mm-hmm. put them in the box. It was frosty, getting cold, took them back home. I said, I'm going to show you something, Judas. I put lady in the box 
went to the exact same place we started hunting. And he goes, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to turn this female behind where we were already hunted. I'm going to show you so it's going to blow your mind. And he laughed at me. And within, from where we hunted to 1.2 miles, she treated five singles and had every one of them. And every <laughs> one of them was asleep. Three yeah. of them in dens that we shined up in there. And every one of them was asleep. And Judas was like, boss, I was doubting you. I thought you kind of pulled up short on this one. But that's the real deal. And I said, you're darn right it is. So the next week I took her to to Newton and, and got in and we hunted it off. And I think we got second. Then the next night I got in and we hunted off and won it, won it all. And I, yeah. I called Randy. I called Randy on the way. I said, she's ready. You'll see You'll see what you own now. And and then I come back and, uh, you know, I, I – uh, I wish I had hunted her at a hundred thousand dollar hunt, the BKC hundred thousand dollar hunt. But Paige had been so good to me, and yeah. and I had, you know, I got Doug Ashley in my ear going, "Man, you know, blah blah blah," and and uh, <laughs> I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna hunt, I'm gonna hunt Paige." And uh, she, lady, went out of heat, and Paige was getting ready to come in, and she looked like an idiot. So yeah. uh, I left her at home, and and when we went to Oklahoma, I told Judas, I said I, I felt really, really good about that hunt. And then when I got her in early, I called Suzanne and I said, if we get past Ryan Croson and Nick Brady with the heart female and Jeremiah Roller with the sleepy, all them dogs have been winning a bunch. If we get past this cast, I'm going to win this whole truck. And um, she laughed and, and that's what we did. We, yeah. we got past them and won the whole truck. Yeah, it was great, man. I enjoyed it. Uh, uh, she just recap the hunt a little bit for us. Okay, I'm going to tell my listeners in case they've been under a rock the last few days. Uh, the Pro Sport Truck Series. I don't know how many of those truck hunts do they have a year. Is it just do they have a set schedule, John, or is it? They've had the first year uh, they had like eight, and now they're going to try to have ten. Um, and eventually, you know, it might get to where they could have two a month. Um, yeah. So it'd be 24 trucks given away a year. I mean, That's think about incredible. that. But you could go 2000 I mean, you could spend $1,250 and have a chance to win 24 new four-wheel drive, four-door pickup trucks a year. Look at that. I mean, <laughs> where in the world does coon hunting come to? Um, it, it, it's crazy. And, of course, I've been at it a long time, John, and I can remember when it was a big deal when we started the Winter Classic in Albany, Georgia. I gave away a six-month lease to a Toyota Tacoma. You know, the guy that won the hunt got a six-month lease on a Tacoma. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And 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 to look where it's come now, and I don't mean to throw shade on PKC in any way, but – you know, you go out there and you run and run and run for a truck ticket. And sometimes, you know, it takes more than one month to get one. And you think of all you spend in that uh, in that effort. And then to be able to just go out there and, and pay that entry fee. And, and, man, what a return, you know. Well, yeah, think about this. For example, what happened to me, I, when I bought uh, Paige, Ryan, I bought it from Ryan Bratchard. And Ryan had run and run and run and, and got paid, spent a bunch of money and got paid your truck ticket. Then when I bought her, I paid extra for the truck truck ticket. And then 
the truck hunt comes up in January and, and my mother passes away the day before the truck hunt and mm. our two days before. So therefore all that time and effort, you know, for this thing to happen one time yeah. a year, uh, yeah. then I don't, I'm not able to go, but then they ended up postponing it. And I think they're having it this right. Friday night oh, or something. Are they? But anyway, I'm not, yeah, yeah I'm not, yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not participating. Uh, but, uh, you know, to do all that and not, not, uh, get to go or, right. or guys out there running, they have to run two or three months and, and mm. their female come in heat or dog get cut or, I mean, things happen. Sure. That's a hard deal. Yeah. I when will you can go out here and hunt for twelve hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> well, that's for sure. I can't let this pass, John. I wanted to tell you personally, I mentioned on Facebook, I am very sorry that you lost your mother. Uh, uh yeah. I uh went through that here, you know, back this last year myself. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. so yeah. Well well yeah, listen thank you. y'all, well, you're you're certainly welcome and family comes first, brother. These dogs are important, yeah. but family's first, that's for sure. But, uh, well, so, uh, <laughs> so lady, um, of course, wins the truck. Uh, uh, I guess Randy, I know Randy Smith was absolutely elated about it. Um, Randy, yeah. I talked to Randy at five o'clock in the morning and he said to me <laughs> that he had his entire family up watching live on this truck hunt. And I laughed. I'm like, I could, now Suzanne will stay up, but she dozes off. But I could see me going in there and wake, you got to get up at five in the morning. Watch it. She would throw me out of the house. <laughs> exactly. I know but, that. Uh, I, that would be the case with me. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, it, it would be funny. It'd be funny. Yeah. Well, John, you know, I'm going to back up here a little bit, and and you probably, if you ever, I know you're pretty busy and with all your hunting and your, and your business and everything else, but, you know, I Randy Smith and I recorded recently, and uh, I was talking to Randy, and I don't, I'm not trying to blow your head up or, or blow smoke <laughs> or anything, but I... You know, I made a comment to Randy that I thought that you were the greatest mind in the competition hunting game. And I don't mean to embarrass you or anything like that, but I've kind of studied you and I've watched you. You know, I've been around this game for a long time. I've watched you down through the years. but And then these videos have made it uh, more... uh, uh, better enabled me to walk along on the cast with you and watch the way that you handle a dog and watch the way that you are absolutely on top of, it seems, from my standpoint, on top of everything that's going on every second of that event. Do you do you want to comment at all about how you approach a cast and so forth? You know, Steve, that that's very, very humbling. And I, I appreciate you saying that. And I mean, I don't see it as that. There's some, there's some really, really, really sharp handlers out there, you know, uh, like Nikki Hale, for example. I mean, I cannot beat Nikki Hale. Uh, <laughs> Barry Kitty. Now, Barry, now that he's come back, I've driven a couple of times. I've been able to handle him before I couldn't. You know, Tim Kramer was one of them. It was just, that, uh, and that's who taught yeah. me to handle. I mean, that mm-hmm. that's really taught me how to win a, a coon hunt is Tim Kramer. And he, he, uh, I, Tim Kramer can recite every rule, every number, 
every paragraph word for word in the whole book, you know, and <laughs> it just blew me away. But, but well, you know, the, the guys out there today, um, there's some really good handlers and they're, they're sharp. And oh, it, no it's doubt. like, no doubt. Every, everybody's, everybody's got somebody they think is just over the top sharp. And, and I'll give you like Dustin weed. Uh, right. they, Judas started that goat thing with me. I'm like, dude, I'm not even a, a pimple on the goat's rear end. Dustin Weed is as good a handler in a competition hunt, the very best that'll ever live. And you can look at all the stats and reports and numbers and winnings. And, and he is, I mean, he just thinks of stuff that, that I even have a hard time keeping up with. And he, not only does he think that, he knows a dog. He knows what his dog's doing. He knows what your dog's doing. He knows what his other dog's doing. Better than or as good as you do. So, you know, thank you for saying that. Well, I um, think I, I see that in you too, John. You may not see it. And and you're, an, uh, well, uh, you know, I know you're a humble guy. But that, you know. You know. Randy, Randy would text when, when we first started. Well, Austin was in the world hunt. And they got. Rick Strouser and Randy and myself work in Austin and somebody else is all on a group text. He's out there hunting and there's texts going off going ding, ding, ding. And it's Randy said, update, update, what's going on? And this Rick's <laughs> asking and Austin's answering. And I listened to it for about 30 minutes and I put a, law, a text on that. I said, Austin, handle that dog. Get your mind in what you're doing. Forget these texts. <laughs> Do this text, and when this two-hour cast is over, cut that telephone off, dude, because you can't do what you need to be doing exactly. and handle that dog. I remember degree. that. <laughs> yeah, and Randy, they shut up like quiet is a church mouse. And Randy, he knows now, you know, it, and I don't think mm-hmm. Walter Randy is an incredible person, but yeah. but he'll text me. I'll text him the card or, or who I draw, and uh if I go to a tree by myself or if we got some downtime, I'll shoot him a text every now and then, but he leaves me alone. He don't do me the update update thing because, and I don't even, you know, I I put my phone on silent and I'm not listening to anything. Uh, I'm listening to everybody's dogs. And, and I write down, you know, people laugh at me because I keep a little pad and I write the score down just like I got the scorecard in my hand. Right. And I save them and I'll go back and look at them through the years. Kind of funny, but, but the main reason I do that, I don't want to use any brain cells during that two hours thinking or trying to add up scores or trying to remember <laughs> what will he have on yeah. the first front. I don't want to. All I want to do is right then, I want to know where I'm at, what I got to do to win, and what everybody's dog's doing, not just mine. And then when two hours is over, it's, it's a different atmosphere. But during that two hours, I'm you know focused we're we're not yeah. we're not playing for 72 dollars anymore you know <laughs> well no at the at the level that you're competing john and and you know that we get a lot of uh i've had a lot of listeners to this podcast i'm i'm humbled by that but i really do and and a lot of them are fairly new to the coon hunting game and and then some of them have been around a long time 
but so I get a lot of questions and all, and so everything that they're going to be hanging on every word you say because they know, you know, that you've been on the big stage. That's where, uh, you know, the uh, you know I've I've followed you down through the years. You know, like you mentioned, not head. I remember bad habit. You know, I remember, uh, of course, when uh, uh, Apollo won Autumn Oaks at such a young age. Uh, you know, yeah. really, really made big news all over the country and and then just uh, and then big country of course and and uh, all that so you just had a you've had a great ride but yet you're still a young man you got a lot of time to go <laughs> what are you thinking uh, for the future uh, do you ever get tired of this you know you know apollo um the the reason i hunted autumn oaks is number one i like genrich a lot i like alan and and kind of through proxy through Burkholler and Jeff are buddies and they play golf together. It was always like, I'm going to start hunting some, some UKC hunts again. It's been 25 mm-hmm. years, you know? And yeah. so then I get on their website one day and they are just bashing PKC dogs. They're just bashing them saying they got to, you know, they don't have to have a coon to win. They make <laughs> slicks every time they circle wins their cat. That's not a real coon dog. And I read that and I put on there, uh, I put on there and I put my real name, not a fake name, but I put on there. I said, well, guys, you'll have a PKC dog at this year's automotes. And when I left there that when I read that, I went out immediately and started working that dog in, in it with a chance to win automotes. Mm-hmm. That's all that was on my mind. And, uh, we went and we went and done it. And then Alan says to me, Hey, uh, you know, who, who wins this tournament of champions? And I said, somebody that is known as a PKC doll will win it. And then somebody who is known as a PKC doll will win your world hunt, uh, for the next three to four years minimum. And, and he said, do you think that the PKC dogs are that much better? And I said, no, I don't. I think that it's a different style of hunt. It's a different mindset. And the guys that hunt UKC, there's a learning curve there. You know, in, in, in another thing, there's a, when you're hunting for, for big pots and big money, you know, there's a learning curve on how to not get nervous and how to control your, your own mental side of it, you know. And that's a big side of it because if you sit around and get to thinking, oh, man, I'm 25 minutes from winning a, a $40,000 pickup truck, that old heart and brain starts racing and, and you better calm it down and you're probably going to make a mistake and not yeah. win that pickup truck. Yeah. You know? well, and yeah. The, the game speeds up and <laughs> I, I promise you when your brain starts getting foggy and it happens real quick, you know, then, then yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta know how to, you know, how, yeah. to, As how to stay in there during that time. Exactly. As you were talking there, I remember when I went to PKC, you know, I'd been with the UKC 16 years in the field ops department there. And I I would see dogs that had done very, very well in UKC in the Purina race and stuff like that. And these guys and handlers, and they decided to come down to Aurora and try the PKC game. And they didn't do well at all. Right. You know, and, and I wonder, you know, why is it these dogs are, if, if, if that hype, you know, we'll go back to what you're saying, you know, they can't tree a coon, they just uh, went on circle points, yada, yada. Uh, and I said, if that's true, why do these dogs that score 
a lot of plus points in the UK form, yeah. C format. Can't come down here and beat these dogs that are winning the cats with 300 uh, plus, you know, because right. you can get in the final right. four, you know. Well, actually, we uh, say like at the Breeder Showcase or whatever, if you had three or 400 plus points, you, you had a good chance of making the final four, you know. Absolutely. But they couldn't score <laughs> three or 400 mm-hmm. points, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's a totally it, it's a different game for sure, and uh, it was yeah, a it, learning curve it, for me. You know, when I went to you, PKC, you, you've got a lot more defense going on in a in a PKC or yes. pro sport hunt than, yeah. than you typically do in a UKC hunt. And you know, I, I'm not. It's funny. I used to read that. All oh, them dogs slick trade. Them dogs do this, do those, that. And I'm like, you know, they're all just dogs, and they're gonna make mistakes. Yeah. But it'd be hard for us to say that this dog, UKC dog, is not as good as a PKC dog right. or a PKC dog is not as good as a pro sport dog. And, you know, they're all this exactly. dogs. But the biggest difference is a lot of the UKC hunters, and this is changing now, don't recast. You know, they turn loose, right. tree a coon, oh, gather yeah. them up, go down the road, turn loose. Mm. And these dogs that, that on the pro sport and the PKC dogs, it's all about recasting that dog off Absolutely. first tree. Absolutely. And these dogs have got to have that bottom end uh, to get on in there and tree another coon and leave that one alone and get it out of the brain and not fly over and cover these other dogs. They got to know how to, you know, it's just a different style of hunting. That's all. It, it sure is. Well, how just along that line, and we've been at it uh, almost an hour, John, and, and man, I could go two hours with you. Uh, but it, uh, just um, what I wanted to talk Talk to you. We talk about the fact that Hunter won, you know, through the early part of the week, uh, and uh, and they write the checks on the weekend. How much time do you try to uh, spend in prepping a dog for a hunt? Steve, I try to hunt every night except Sunday night and Wednesday night. And, and Sunday nights, you know, I kind of just like to just stay home and relax. And sure, Wednesday nights. Because you're gone from family so long, I like to take Suzanne out and have what we call date night. Absolutely. You know, although, although she's always complaining, she's in here listening now. She'll tell you, she's always, we have date night and you talk coon dogs all the way to the restaurant, <laughs> all the way home. And here I am doing that to her again. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's not date night. You know, I'm like, well, I'll do better, honey. She said today, it's funny you said that, Steve, because she said today we went over to, to Beaufort, Georgia, and last night, and, and we looked at a boat. That we're going to purchase a boat. And we looked at a boat, and we're driving back. And she goes, I'm so proud of you. And I said, what are you proud for, dear? And she goes, you hadn't really talked boats or coon dogs all day with nobody. And uh, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I said, well, you know what? Don't give me so much credit because the date ain't over yet. You know, we ain't over. And, and uh, so – so we're at the 10-yard line, and we just uh, fumbled the ball, Steve. I guess we did. My apologies to Suzanne. <laughs> I'm, I go through the same thing. Myella's exactly that way. She says, All right, put the phone down, put it on airplane mode or whatever. We're yeah. going to yeah. talk or whatever. But uh, Well, going forward now, with okay, you say so you hunt uh, basically five nights a week. Yes, I, I try okay. to for the most part. Yeah. Now you're in Kentucky. Correct. Around Springfield, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Between halfway between Louisville and Lexington, basically. 
I got you. Horse country? Uh, yes, horse and cattle. Yeah. Okay. A lot of fences. Every You yeah. come to my country to beat me, you better have a dog knows a fence because we got fences <laughs> every 300 yards. Yeah, I know. I my first time I ever went on a UKC night hunt, handled the dog and all, was at Georgetown, Kentucky, at Plot Days, mm-hmm. at the Bluegrass Cooners Club there, and yep, hunted yep. on a big horse farm. I wrote about it in my book and uh, lost my dog. He trailed a coon under through a culvert under the interstate. It was quite a deal, but yeah, beautiful, beautiful country there. And uh, I, I guess, do you like the hunting in Kentucky better than Georgia? No, I don't. I I don't really. I mean, there's things I like about the K- Kentucky hunting way better, and there's things that I love about the Georgia hunting. And typically, I get back to Georgia about because my family's still there and all, and I always take dogs back. But typically, I get back about you know four to five days a month to hunt down mm-hmm. there. Um, so it, it's still when I'm down there. I'm like, man, I'm so glad to get home and back to Kentucky and hunt. And then a month later, I'm like, man, I want to get back down there to the coast and hunt <laughs> on them islands and oh, plantations yeah. and stuff, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, some beautiful properties. To- I like both places. I mean, it okay. doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't matter right. to me either, but. Well, that was pretty good. Uh, looked like good hunting. I've been to Claremore, Oklahoma. Uh, was there, you know, like for red bone days or whatever. So I wasn't out in the woods hunting, but it looked like pretty good hunting you had last weekend. Excellent hunting. Them guys yeah. up there did an awesome job. A great facility. Uh, the the food and everything was just unbelievable, and the, and the hunting was really good. Um, you know, nobody really got tangled up with anybody shooting or complaining or raising cane and yeah i don't nobody got any dogs close to a road that i know of and so their their hunting is is second to none out there probably all right well i gotta think that lane probably had to be the favorite homeboy you know he's he's from right around that part of the country with the shot dog yep yep and lane put up a huge score early he had like 850 or something you know yeah. he put up a big score to get in so i'm sure i'm sure he was uh he was the favorite yeah yeah well you mentioned dustin weed and of course i guess he's still high uh handling for ike rainy and for the heather island uh or a group there i guess but i can't keep up with the dogs that that uh weeds hunting i mean it seems like every hunt he's hunting something different yeah, we weed was hunting and, and is hunting now for Levi Stevenson oh, hunting okay. the little Willie dog. Yeah, so oh, he's okay. So there's been a the change. The little Willie dog uh-huh. out there, it, and then you mentioned the young man um, Judd. Uh, Judd, yeah, he Judd did an outstanding. I drew him early on Friday to get in and beat him um, with literally seven seconds left in the cast. I get treed. And go in there and, and got a coon on a den on the outside of a den. Yeah. And I beat him. Um, and then he got Mabel in late Friday night. Yeah. And I ended up in the final four with him. And he, that boy, that kid right there will be something to deal with in the future. He already is. He's tough. He's, yeah. he's cool. Yeah. He's calm, he's got, he's yeah. I noticed his demeanor out there and all, you know. And he's, yeah. and of course, the little female there, you know, she needed a little more on the, on the strike end of things there at, Toward the end, you know, if she has a coon and a high strike, it might be a different. I might be talking to him instead of you, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. 
I think uh, he had said that she got tired, you know. And, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, got a little tired. And, uh, Talk about know, that just happened. a minute, uh, you know, for guys that think. So, some guys do all their coon hunting at a night hunt on the weekend, you know, and the conditioning and all that. How much do you, do you put into that, John? Well, we put a lot in it. I, I'm a firm believer in a good feed and good supplements and, and regular vet checks. Uh, they can't talk to you. You know, they can't yeah. tell you they don't feel good. Um, and then a lot of times I'll hunt it up. This, this, this double round stuff is hard on a dog, too. I mean, that, you know, kind no of doubt. ain't used to it. So a lot of times I'll hunt a dog, uh, if it's like an hour and a half, and then then um, have another dog. Like, like right now, I got two. Then I'll hunt the other dog, leave one in the box for mm-hmm. an hour and a half, and then hunt again and rotate them just so that they have that recasting, mm-hmm. you know, or, or hunting simulated late rounds. And, yeah. You know, I, I think, I think that's pretty big, but I, you know, that condition, man, if, if you know, as you, yourself, if you can't breathe, it's hard to get up that hill. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And the older we get, <laughs> the steeper they get for sure. I promise you. Well, John, yeah. I, your wife has been very gracious to uh, allow uh, me to steal as much of her time with you and i've really enjoyed it i always always enjoy seeing you at the hunts it's always good to catch up and and uh i don't travel nearly as much as i did when i first retired but uh, i hope to get around some and see you at an event here uh maybe get out to uh to Salem or somewhere along the line, but I, I'm certainly through Randy. I'm going to be following you and Lady. Uh, do you have any immediate plans? Something coming up right away, or? Yeah, let, uh, Randy um, is given the truck. He's going to keep the truck, and he's going to give the truck to his son for his 16th birthday for his first vehicle. Yeah. Um, so he's coming up this this weekend, and him and Rick and and. Several of them's coming up, three, uh, three or four of them coming up. We're gonna hunt this weekend, Good um, and he's gonna take the truck home with him. And then next weekend, uh, myself and lady, our lady and myself will be in Dewitt, Arkansas, at another truck hunt. So, oh yeah, my old stomping grounds. I've been going for ten, uh, let's see, eleven or twelve years now. I stay at St. Charles, just about twelve miles or so from Dewitt. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. when we go out and hunt the White River Refuge every year out there. So, well, that's good. Yeah. I hope you have good weather. Uh, and uh, I'll be watching for you. Uh, anything that I should have said or asked you that we didn't talk about right now that's burning a hole in your soul, as they say? No, not really, Steve. I'd just like to say, uh, you know, thanks to Randy for, for the opportunity with the dog and, and coming up with the kind of the, the deal and, and uh, special thanks to Suzanne Strickland. She just, I mean, she, she stays there a, a lot, a lot of times by herself with, you know, home by herself and, and taking care of kids and whatnot. When, when I know she'd rather be doing something else. And for me yeah. to go out here and these and follow these old dogs, I, it's, it's probably a bigger sacrifice for her than it is for me. So, you know, that's hey. always a good thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. We salute the ladies that are supportive, and I'm so fortunate to have a wife like that, too. And and I'm going to be seeing your partner, Randy. I'm going to go up in a couple of weeks and uh, uh, be up there. I think uh, Clayton Stark is going to be doing some videoing uh, for him, the Stark Outdoors YouTube channel. And uh, I think he has some stuff, and he wanted me to come up for that, so... I'm uh, I'm looking for, always look forward to going up to Randy's. Have you been up to his place? I have not been there yet. I know I haven't. Okay, he's got a nice place there. Got a nice apartment up over in his barn there. That's a great place for me to stay when I go there. And I they treat me like family. I I really love those folks. They're great folks, even if they are Yankees. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, John Strickland, uh, I, I think old Judas is on to something, you know, when he talks about you being the goat. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know about that. I, I can name a bunch of guys out there that, that I feel like's got got a delete on me, you know, and yeah. and, and a bunch of young guys is coming, uh, you know, right yeah. right behind behind us. So you know, it's. Uh, there's there's a bunch of good handlers out there. Uh, that's I mean, good. That, that's good. Well, you certainly have your your thumb on the pulse of the of coon hunting and and know what's going on out there, uh, at basically at all levels. So, John, I really appreciate the time you spent with me today, and uh, it's uh, going to make a great podcast. Uh, we've got about an hour and ten minutes uh, recorded here, so. That'll make a great listen for our for the folks out there. So I'm going to let you and Suzanne get on down the road and get closer to home. How close are you to home now? We're about an hour out now. So I we're, see. We're close. I see. All right. Well, John, thank you so much for your time today, buddy. And uh, uh, great to catch up with you and, and hope to talk to you soon. Thank you, Steve. And I appreciate being a call you a friend, buddy. And, and uh, I'll talk to you down the road. All right, bud. 